0: Ladies and gentlemen, my name
1: is Scott Hey Is that a younger product? It's to be. Jeff. The Queen. Rise to the top. Oh, yeah. And you're listening to... All of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The Fully Postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. Made sold separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the
2: Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 245 of the Fully Opposable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. Sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother, not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. Scott, I'm not going to ask you what's going on. I'm going to ask you how you are doing right now.
0: Well, thank you for that. And I just want to give a a shout out and a thank you to everybody that texted the other day. As we all know, the great animal, one half of the road warriors or Legion of doom passed away this week. And man, you know, what really sucks is when I wake up and I see six text messages from fellow wrestling fans, I know something's wrong. I, it's just, Okay, it's a matter of who passed away. I I knew it as soon as I saw that I had six text messages waiting for me when I woke up. And the first one I opened up was that Animal had passed away. And it hurts. Did I know Animal? No, of course not. But when you grow up with somebody on your television every single week, and you admire and you respect what that person does, as was the case with Ultimate Warrior as was the case with Hawk and Animal. And I could go down the list, Macho Man, Roddy Piper, Dusty Rhodes. It's one of those things that you think, okay, uh, you know, the more this happens, the more I'll get used to it. No, 100% false. Everyone is a kick in the gut. But for some reason, Jeff, this one hurts more than the others did. And I'm having a really hard time processing it. Again, I did not know Animal, but what's crazy is we've been talking about the road warriors a lot lately too. They always seem to come up in either a wish list or who's going to get the license to do road warriors figures. We talked about them in reference to the Dudleys last week, how some people say the Dudleys are the best of all time. I say that the road warriors are the best of all time. And it, it, it hurts. It's the only way I can put it. It hurts. Like you, you feel the loss, but I felt like I grew up with them and It sucks, and I hate losing my heroes. That is the worst part of this, and you and I always say, all the time, if you have a chance to go meet your heroes, and of course, in the current climate with COVID, it's an impossibility. Signings are starting to come back a little bit. Guys, I'm going to tell you again, never miss a chance to go meet your heroes. That's all I'm going to say. If you have a chance to go meet your heroes, do it. Tell them exactly what they meant to you. I had the honor of meeting Animal Jeff. You and I both did on several occasions, and I'll never forget it. I was able to tell them, you know, I looked up to you as a kid. You are, and the, the term icon gets thrown around a lot, but you can't tell me that the road warriors are not icons in wrestling, specifically to the tag team portion of wrestling The Road Warriors are absolutely icons. They're absolutely legends. And in my mind, they're absolutely the best team of all time. I'm going to miss Animal like crazy. And this is another reason that I'm so thankful for the network, the WWE Network, because our legends live forever. And we can go watch any match of theirs that we want to at any given time. And I do want to say the WWE Network does have the life and death of the Road Warriors on now And it's one of those things. Go watch it. And I don't know if I'm speaking to the older people that listen to us, but I really hope that maybe I'm speaking to the younger people that listen to us too, because if you didn't grow up with the road warriors, maybe it's hard to explain exactly how big of a deal they were, but I would stress to the younger listeners, go watch the life and death of the road warriors on the network just to get an idea of not only how good they were or how badass they were, but how they elevated tag team wrestling all around from the 80s to the day that they weren't wrestling anymore. They brought so much to the game, so much so that they inspired WWF. Now, this is arguable. This might be a, um, a, a little bit of a touchy subject, but they inspired a knockoff team in the WWF. WWF didn't get the Road Warriors until like 1991, but the WWF wanted them so bad couldn't get them. They made Demolition. Now that's my opinion. You could call them a ripoff, a knockoff, or you could say Demolition was original. But in my mind, and again, this is just my opinion, Demolition was born because of how dominant the Road Warriors were from Georgia to the AWA to the NWA, to WCW, Demolition was born for that reason. And they were so good that when they came to Vince's promotion, WWF, they beat Vince's creation Demolition for the um, for the crown, I guess, of most badass tag team. They stomped Demolition basically out of the promotion and Demolition was gone and the Road Warriors stood tall. Enough with the history lesson. Animal and Hawk brought so much, and Paul Ellering, I definitely don't want to leave Ellering out of it. They brought so much to the game, and I just wanted to take a moment out of this show, and I want to dedicate this show to Animal's memory, but they brought so much to the tag team game, and they made a lifelong fan out of me, and a lifelong tag team division fan out of me. I just want to say thank you to Animal, and... I'm not going to get emotional or anything. I swore to myself, I wasn't going to do that on this show, but I want to thank animal for his contributions to wrestling. And I want everybody to just think about animal today. Kind of point two thumbs up to the sky for the doomsday device. Our road warriors are up there and thank you animal. We love you and you will not be forgotten.
2: Wait a second. Demolition wasn't a
0: knockoff. (laughs) I told you it was going to be a touchy subject.
2: No, Demolition was an SM tag team. Road Warriors never was an SM tag team. What are you talking about? Demolition Demolition wore these masks and chaps down to the ring. They were
0: just big teddy bears.
2: <laughs> One of the uh, text messages you received yesterday I was copied in on, or it was a group message, and it said, Rest in peace, Road Warrior Animal. And I woke up to that news and it threw me back to 2003. When I called you when you were working at DuPont yeah, and I I called you at work and you were having a bad day at work. I've told this story on the show before and I called you and you didn't pick up and I called you again because I had checked my email in the afternoon break of the job I was working at and I called you again. You're like, dude, what? (laughs) Sounds like me. Yeah. I was like, Scott, Road Warrior Hawk died. It was like all of a sudden you just everything that was going on that day just kind of subsided and you got quiet on the phone. I said, Scott, are you there? And you're like, yeah. And I was like, you okay? And you're like, yeah. Um, it was Road Warrior Hawk. And I was like, yeah, it was Hawk. And you're like, okay. Um, I've got to go, dude. And I was like, okay. Are you okay? And you're like, yeah. And then that was it. But waking up to that text message just threw me back to 2003, that moment, that time when Road Warrior Hawk had passed away and the news broke. And I got it on an email, a wrestling newsletter that was sent to my email box it just threw me back to that time. So, uh, first thing I thought of was how you were doing, and I knew you were going to be in a little bit of a hurt for, because now your favorite tag team that you've always mentioned on the show is now gone. Everything that you looked up to in the '80s was Hogan and the Road Warriors, and now two thirds of that is passed on. So, I was worried about you, but seems like you're uh, you're holding up okay.
0: Yeah, I'm holding up because I'm remembering the legend that he is. And I don't know which way this is going to go with the road warriors. If people are going to elevate them even higher than they currently are, or if they'll stay with just, okay, maybe they're the greatest tag team of all time, or if there's actually going to cement it. Like now that both road warriors are gone, were they the greatest of all time? In my mind, there was never a question. They 100% are the greatest tag team of all time. They held championships everywhere that they went. You can make the same argument for the Dudley boys. But again, unless you grew up in the eighties to see how dominant they were and how they were able to elevate a promotion, any promotion that they went to, they were able to elevate the tag team division in that promotion to be equal or sometimes greater than the heavyweight division. So there's always going to be debates and that's the great part about wrestling. But in my mind... The Road Warriors, hands down, the greatest of all time. And again, I don't want to discount Ellering's role that he played with taking the Road Warriors to that level. But again, we love you, animal. And it sucks that you're gone. Rest in peace, big man. Rest in power
2: you and I used to argue all the time when we were kids, who would win in a match between rock and roll express and the road warriors. And of course you and big Dave were always like, Oh, it's the road warriors. It'd be the road warriors. Like, no, rock and roll express will use their quickness and defeat them with the double drop kick, that vicious double drop kick. (laughs) And uh, you and I always debated this. And for years we uh, went on about this. And then it was that fateful night in Fresno. It was right after, and everybody knows this Monday night raw. It was the Tyson and Austin thing in, in Fresno. The pull apart. The pull apart happens. Now they've got a film for Shotgun Saturday night. All of a sudden, here comes the Road <clears throat> Warriors. Scott pops. Then out next comes managed by Jim Cornette, the Rock and Roll Express, and both Scott and I freeze. Like, <laughs> wait, wait a second. <laughs> we stop dead in our tracks. And it's like that moment where you both are thinking the same thing and we looked at each other. And was like, holy crap, we're going to finally get the answer (laughs) to our fateful question. Who would win between Rock and Roll and Road Warriors? The match happens. Jim Cornette interferes. Disqualification on Road Warriors win. But it's still one of those memories that involved the Road Warriors that I still think back to as part of our wrestling fandom, I guess you could say, as being brothers.
0: Yes, for sure.
2: And it's one of those things I just look back to. But like you said, R.I.P. Animal is... It was tough to wake up to. It was kind of shocking. I was reading the news even when I got to work. I just couldn't peel myself away. I just wanted to see what happened, how it happened. If I wanted to read up as much as I could, and then all the news started just flood in. But like you said, RIP Animal to the greatest tag team. I will admit it. They were
0: great. They were incredible. From their finisher of the Doomsday device, which to this day I think is one of the best tag team finishers ever. I mean, you look back on that thing in the 80s. I'm surprised they didn't break more necks with that thing. And I remember going to Royal Rumble 98 when they had the tag team title shot against the New Age Outlaws. And I wanted the Road Warriors to win, not just because I wanted them to be champions, but because I wanted to witness them winning a tag team championship. I never got to see that. And unfortunately, they did not win that night. And I remember being super bummed because I didn't know how many more chances the Road Warriors were going to have to win the tag team titles. But the greatest of all time, And again, I want to devote this episode and dedicate this episode to Animal and to his lasting legacy, to his memory.
2: That probably won't be the last time that you hear us talking about Road Warrior Animal. You can get any of our shirts, any of them at all at whatamaneuver.net or Pro Wrestling Tees. It's starting to get a little chilly. Okay, not really. But it's sweatshirt season, hoodie season is starting to come up. Get a hoodie from Pro Wrestling Tees or WhatAManeuver.net. You can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the Book of Faces at Fully Opposable, Instagram Fully W F P. Have you checked out Fully Opposable Podcast.com? Well, you should. We have a great section up there. It's the Creators Corner with Matthew Goldberg. Go and check that out. You can listen to any of our shows on there, or get any of our merchandise from there. They'll just link up to WhatAManeuver.net. If you want to listen to any of our shows, starting at episode one and continuing all the way on, go to Podbean, search Fully posable. You can find us on there. Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Please rate and review on iTunes like Scott. This week it comes in from the great Owen Anderson.
0: Owen, what's up, dude? He says, great podcast. Gave us
2: sweet five stars. I've known Jeff and Scott for about a year now, and I'm so happy I have gotten to know them personally and through the figure community. They are both tremendous guys and very fun and entertaining to listen to. Jeff has been very supportive of my podcast, the Federation Fanatic Podcast. Scott and me have a lot in common. We both love Taco Bell. And Mountain Dew. And we both have a lot of the same taste in the same music. Give them five star and leave a review. Two great guys. Thank you, Jeff and Scott, for what you do for the figure community. Two metal horns. He gave us two metal horns.
0: That's awesome. Five stars and two metal horns from a great dude. Thank you, Owen. I feel like Owen might be one of the long lost tunes. Dude, like he loves old wrestling on the network. Yes. He is very knowledgeable of the stuff that happened back in the day. Yeah. He's like an old soul. But he's not old. Like, I I really enjoy talking to Owen. Great dude. Definitely give his podcast a listen. For somebody so young, you would think that he was a lot older, given his knowledge of the older WWF. But the dude knows his stuff. Give his podcast a listen for sure. Thank you, Owen, for the review.
2: Yeah, thank you very much, Owen. It's always a pleasure talking to you. How did he feel about the Mexican pizza being taken away?
0: Oh, outraged like the rest of us. Well, I think except for Jordan Cassatt. Jordan said it was overrated, but to Jordan's credit, he had a Mexican pizza for the first time post-announcement that they were killing it off. And in my mind, Taco Bell is going out of its way to dumb down their Mexican pizza and make it crappy because I've only had one or two really good ones since they announced that it was dying off. So that's that's my theory.
2: I'd have to say, allegedly, they are dumbing it down.
0: No, it's it's pretty much a fact, dude. Everyone, except for like one or two that I've had since they made the announcement has not been great. And it's almost like they're trying to tarnish its legacy and make it look bad before they kill it off. Not going to stand for this, Taco Bell.
2: It's like a wrestler leaving a federation,
0: right? Owen, get your pitchfork, get your torch. We're marching. (laughs) We're coming for you, Taco Bell. (laughs) You can send us
2: any questions, audio questions, or anything else at all to fullyposablewfp at gmail.com. Scott, why don't you hit up our good buddies over at FOCO?
0: Jeff Yes Do you want to prove You're the undisputed World heavyweight champion Of WWE fandom? Of course you do And FOCO.com Is here to help With FOCO's WWE bobbleheads You can play the game With Triple H Let in the fiend Bray Wyatt And break some glass With Stone Cold Steve Austin FOCO's line of WWE bobbleheads Includes all your Favorite superstars And legends From then Now And forever Including The Undertaker The Rock Edge John Cena, AJ Styles, Ronda Rousey, Andre the Giant, and more. These bobbleheads from FOCO are handcrafted and hand-painted to depict the biggest names in sports entertainment, making them must-haves for fans and collectors alike. Don't miss out on these awesome collectibles. Head to FOCO.com now. That's FOCO.com. F-O-C-O.com, where at checkout, you can enter code WFP10, save yourself 10%, Scott, we're going to change it up this week. We're not
2: going to go into what we purchased or anything. Uh, We're just going to go straight into who did it better, and I guess you guys can kind of figure out who we're going to be uh, celebrating this week. So, Scott, it's time to get into who did it better. Got this week on Who Did is Better, we are celebrating the life of
0: Road Warrior Animal. Yes, and much like the Dudley Boys conversation from last week, there are a lot of figures to go through. So I think it best maybe just to kind of skim along the top and really just pull out some of his highlights. And we'll start with the very first animal figure, and that would be his Remco. And he was packaged, obviously, in a two-pack with Hawk. And there are different variations of that two-pack. In fact, there was a three-pack that was made as well. And it was Animal Hawk and their great manager, Paul Ellering. The two-pack came in a couple of different versions. There was one that came with like a silver ring. There was one that came with a sticker. There were also some that came with tag belts. And Jeff, unfortunately, you and I never got that set that came with the tag belts. I'm going to put that one on my wish list for one of these days. But mostly they were the same. Aside from the tag belts, the figures themselves had chaps and the the dog collars, which I thought was incredible. And for these figures coming out in 1985, they still stand up today in 2020 as two of the best Road Warriors figures of all time. Would you agree?
2: Very much so. Even with the squishy heads.
0: Yeah, even with the squishy heads, you're right. But overall, the playability of them and we've talked about the playability of Remco's many, many times on this show, but movable at the legs, movable at the shoulder joint, so you could move their arms, movable at the waist, you could uh, move their squishy head. Incredible figures. Playability was off the charts, as all Remco's were. So really, right out of the gate, a very, very strong offering for the Road Warriors. Moving on, their next figures would have been from Hasbro. And these are the ones that... If you were a kid in the nineties, chances are really good. You had these in your collection. The knock on them is that they had the shoulder pads molded on the knock on the Remcos, I guess would be that they didn't come with shoulder pads at all, but these were in the red and black Legion of doom. This would have been WWF version of the road warriors. This was the Legion of doom and the red and black Hawk was in the jumpy springy pose. And Animal was in the press slam and let him go pose with the flippy arms. And they had, again, they had the red shoulder pads molded on. So if you were in a match, suddenly things got way more deadly. I guarantee nobody wanted to take the doomsday device from Hawk while he was (laughs) wearing shoulder pads. That got violent real quick.
2: One thing uh, that really sucks is this past WrestleCon, I had a card case for Road Warrior Animal to sign so I could put his Hasbro in the card case.
0: Oh, gotcha.
2: I mean, it is what it is, I but that's one of the things I was going to get signed by Road Warrior Animal at WrestleCon.
0: And of course, that had nothing to do with you choosing not to do it. That was, as I mentioned earlier, the current climate that we're in with COVID really putting the clamps down on things. But it does speak volumes to what we always say on the show, Jeff, and that don't miss out on a chance to meet your heroes. Yep. Go tell them get that signature, create that memory. So when something like this happens, you don't have regrets. Be like, yes, I I told them I loved them or I told them that they were awesome to me growing up and they inspired me to do X, whatever it was. And you get that signature, you get that photograph and you have it forever and create that memory. Don't ever hesitate to do it. Um, Next up, I guess would be their Just Toys Bendems. Or were Correct. the Bone Crunchers next? I forget which ones came first. Maybe it was the Bone Crunchers? You
2: know what? I think it was the Bone Crunchers now that I'm starting to think about it.
0: Yeah, because I think it was all around 97, but I think the Bone Crunchers maybe did come first. Their tag team set uh, that was included in the same assortment as the Blackjacks or the new Blackjacks and the Headbangers and the Godwins. And we got a story not too long ago from Steve at the PPW podcast, literally taking or his friend taking his life into his own hands, scaling the racks at Toys R Us to pull down a case of the tag team assortment just to get the Legion of Doom for a lot of kids before you even knew what a Holy Grail was the road warriors or the Legion of Doom tag team pack was the Holy Grail for a lot of collectors. I know for me, it definitely was especially given and everybody mentions this about that tag team assortment the removable shoulder pads and how awesome that was because it almost took what was good about the Remco's, i.e. the posability. And then what was good about the Hasbro's, how they looked great. The scopes were good, but they had the shoulder pads on and they kind of mashed them together. And we had removable shoulder pads and a great Legion of Doom sculpt. Those figures are awesome. Say what you will about the bone crunchers, but those Legion of Doom figures were really, really good.
2: Much agreed. I do enjoy those uh, bone crunchers. Those are some of the few that I do enjoy.
0: So next up after that, I guess, would be the Just Toys bendoms We got Animal and Hawk, of course, in that assortment. Not in a two-pack. They were carded separately. And from there, we got the Great. And there were some others in between because there were a lot of variations of the bone crunchers. I think this might actually rate as a lot of people's favorites, Jeff the Tag Team Classic Superstar Series 1, which also had in the assortment the Rockers and the Heart Foundation. We got the Legion of Doom. Now, this was not the Road Warriors. This was not your NWA, AWA, WCW version of the Road Warriors or Legion of Doom. This was WWF's Legion of Doom. This was red and black with, of course, removable shoulder pads, tag team titles, and a great likeness of Animal in that set. That might rate as a lot of people's favorites, Jeff.
2: One that I don't want to leave off is the HOA, excuse me, HOA, Homeowners Association. H <laughs> Was that a pay-per-view? <laughs> <laughs> HAO, King of Toys, the Road Warriors.
0: Oh, okay. So those were over in Japan.
2: They were over in Japan. They had the black shoulder pads. Ah, yes. And the red shoulder pads. The likeness on them were just, they were scary. They were about... Uh, I'd say about five inch four, maybe about four inches tall. They were thick, but they came with the shoulder pads. As I said, the face paint was spot on. They looked so good. Unfortunately, they go for quite a bit. Even before Animal Pass, they were still a lot of money. But at the same time, man, these things are beautiful. Do a Google search, H-A-O, King of Sports, Road Warriors, and you'll see what I'm talking about. These things are beautiful, but they are expensive if you were going to purchase one.
0: But those would border more on maybe like a collectible like a figurine almost as opposed to an actual wrestling figure that you're throw into the ring and have a match with, right
2: right, right. So basically think of what was it a few years ago they came out with these maybe three inch four inch kind of metal guys? Oh yeah, the metal series.
0: yeah, I remember those, the diecast guys.
2: Yeah, exactly. I've got actually yes. I have a uh, Finn Balor up on my mantle.
0: That's the only one I've got too. Oh, you got Finn. Yeah, it's the only one I have.
2: But think of that. And that's what basically these are. They're scary looking at how good they are. I didn't want to leave those out. But like you said, they're more of a collectible. They're not a figure.
0: Right. And Legion of Doom did have, or I should say Animal specifically, had more during the Classic Superstars assortments. They did another tag team set with he and Hawk. That would be one of my favorites of all time, Jeff. It's still to this day. And I've said this before, it's the set that has the most sentimental value, or I should say the figure that has the most sentimental value to me hanging up on the wall. And when we went to Atlanta for WrestleMania 27, I took that tag team set with me. I believe you took his single legends figure, the series one, correct? Correct. Right. Cause we knew we were going to meet animal at the CNN center. There was a bookstore there and animal was doing a signing and it was almost like we got off the plane. We went and got food. And we went straight to the CNN center and got dropped off. And we went right into line for animal. We were like fifth in line. And I took the tag team set with me and you and I were kind of talking about the best way to have animals sign it. And I don't remember whose idea it was, but one of us had the idea to have him write hall of, cause that was the same year. The road warriors were going into the hall of fame. One of us had the idea to have him sign hall of fame 2011 over Hawk. And We were both a little sketchy on how that was going to go. Like we didn't want to piss animal off by asking him to do it. We didn't want to insult him. And I think finally I was like, screw it. I'm just going to do it anyway. And so we're standing in line and the anticipation is building and animal sits down and they start funneling people through line. And we each had a book. He signed the book. And with the book, you got to have an additional additional item signed. So you had him sign his single figure the legend series one and I put the two pack down and he signs animal over himself and he starts to kind of push it away. And I go, could you over Hawk put hall of fame 2011? And he kind of looks at me and I was like, Oh crap, I'm dead. (laughs) And he kind of like got a little smile on his face and he put HOF 2011 over Hawk. And to this day, It is my pride and joy. It's the most prized possession in my collection. And to add an extra layer to that story, I had to sell the previously mentioned tag team set of the road warriors, the series one classic superstars. And that was due to some hardships. Shannon and I were getting married and we needed the money. I sold it off. We went to a toy show. Gosh, it was what? 2009, 2010, Jeff, you and I went to one together. Mm Mm-hmm. And you found a vendor that was selling that updated tag team set and I didn't know it, but I'm looking at something and all of a sudden you come walking up and you're like, here, dude, this is for you. And you just out of the blue gave me that tag team set meant the world because it more than replaced the piece that I had to sell. And I had it proudly displayed on my wall for days. I loved it. And then I got it signed. And I loved it even more because it's just an extra layer to that piece that we've said it on the show too. Sometimes you've got a a collectible on your wall or on a shelf and every time you look at it, you have that memory that's tied to it. That's the memory that's tied to that set of figures for me. And it's a twofold memory and it makes it that much more special. So I don't know that that's ever going to be topped. Good luck, but That one has a lot of meaning to me. So moving along, as I said, there were some single figures of Animal that came out in the classic superstars line and Jax loses the license. We move on to Mattel. And of course, Mattel doesn't hesitate. They're going to get the Road Warriors under their umbrella. And we get Animal, as we mentioned. You have that figure signed, Jeff, from Animal in 2011. The Legion of Doom, or I should say the Road Warriors, because this was their NWA AWA, Georgia, WCW look, hardcore road warriors. We got Hawk and Animal in series one legends and other people might have that one as their favorite animal figure of all time. It's outstanding.
2: It's fantastic. Um, There's actually a funny story behind that. So back in 2011, like you said, we went to the CNN center, got that signed, but he signed in black Sharpie. And if you look at the Legends figure, Animal is wearing black shoulder pads. And black tights. (laughs) And black boots. (laughs) So the autograph really doesn't stand out. So I've never been a fan of that. Well, long comes paint pens into my life. And I had an extra Animal Legends figure. Took it to Dallas with me. Had him sign it. The funny thing was is I go up and I drop the paint pen down and I put down the figure. And Animal picks it up and he starts to sign. And he looks over at Celeste. And he goes, dude, are you having your girl carry around all your figures? I was like, yeah, it's okay, just sign. <laughs> Mind your business. <laughs> yes. Yeah, don't don't worry about the situation over here. Just put pen to plastic. Let's go. And so, you did have a
0: schedule to keep to your credit.
2: He goes, man, you owe her big time. Now Scott Hall originally said, man, you owe Mama a steak dinner. He's like, man, you owe her a dinner, or you owe her big time for carrying around all the all of that stuff because. Walking around, not with suitcases, but lots of bags, I should say. But that's a funny memory with Animal. Another memory I have with Animal, Animal left the Cow Palace.
0: Oh, boy. Yes,
2: I was going to mention this. There was a Wrestle reunion show back in 2007 at the Cow Palace. It was a debacle. You can actually find stories about it online. Uh, There were some write-ups about it, about how horrible it was. I mean, from Friday to Sunday, it was just horrid. Anyways. Animal gets there. Here's what's going on regarding everything on on Sunday. Animal looks at one of the fans that was there and he goes, hey, can you give me a ride back to the SFO? I want to get out of here. And Animal just took off. He got a ride from the fan. He didn't even stay for the signing. So that day when we were all there to get his autograph, he was gone by the time we got there.
0: I actually have a little piece of the puzzle to add to that story. Yes. I was standing there when Animal was negotiating his ride to the airport. And I walked up with my wrestle reunion lanyard while animal was doing all this. Cause I had my autograph ticket for him and I go animal, would you please sign this? And the look he gave me, I thought he was going to punch me in the head, but he goes, sure, man, no problem. But he was just so pissed off because like you said, this whole thing was a debacle. You can look it up on Google. It was at the cow palace in, was it September or October, 2007, Jeff?
2: Uh, October of 2007.
0: Okay, and it was called Wrestle Reunion. I've never seen a line, like aside from WrestleCon, this was WrestleCon before WrestleCon was a thing. And the lineup that they had was insane. But the promoter bounced out of town. It was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Promoter bounced out of town before the whole thing even started. Guys were showing up. Guys weren't getting paid. Guys started basically setting up their own tables and collecting cash for autographs from people that had autographed tickets already that they had already paid for. So if you really wanted a guy, in some cases you had to double pay. It was insane. So yes, Animal was clearly frustrated that day, still signed the lanyard for me, but I saw him negotiating the ride and he was just about to take off when I hit him up for the autograph.
2: That's right. That's right. I remember that.
0: Yeah, he was pissed. And a mad road warrior is not who you want to be on the other side of. (laughs)
2: stone cold was also there but they had already paid stone cold ahead of time so he kept to his word and signed everything
0: goldberg too goldberg was also there but they had prepaid him so he showed up so
2: yeah if you guys ever want to go back and kind of get some history about that debacle of 2007 just go under google you can find it it's the cow palace 2007 wrestle reunion so scott i must ask you what is your favorite road warrior animal figure
0: well, let's let's continue on just a little bit further. We got a set of great elites. And this is one of the best animal figures ever made. That animal is outstanding. It's Legion of Doom animal. It's red and black. But uh, man, if you said he was your favorite, I wouldn't be able to argue that at all. It is outstanding. It's got the
2: red and black shoulder pads, red and black gauntlets around the wrist. I'm actually looking at it right now because I have that signed as well. I'm looking right at it. He's got the yellow, black, and red face paint. He's got the snarl on the face, very similar to the Legends figure, which is also to my left right now as I look, where he had the green and black face paint, and like we said, black shoulder pads, black tights. Yes. Uh, Yeah, it's an awesome looking figure. I mean, the red and black shoulder pads just pop off of it. The deco that they yes. use, the paint that they use just looks
0: fantastic. Yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful figure. And they did have a battle pack as well, which totally makes sense. If you've got a two-pack and you have a license to do the Legion of Doom or the Road Warriors, of course, put them out in a two-pack. And so Mattel did. And these were actually in their blue outfits, which they didn't do very often. It was more like 95, 96 Road Warriors when they were on Nitro. It was more of a WCW look. They didn't really do blue in WWE. And that was the battle pack version. The coolest part is these were basics that came with removable blue shoulder pads. Beautiful figures. I had actually passed on those, Jeff. Didn't have the money at the time. And I wanna throw a huge shout out and thank you to Ryan Belial, who heard that story on the show and sent me Hawk and Animal with the shoulder pads from that battle pack. I've got them, I love them. A huge thank you again, Ryan. I love those, those figures, I cherish them. Thank you very, very much. And that's just kind of a skim over on all of the great road warriors, specifically animal figures that we've gotten over the years. And now, unfortunately the way people are, when there's a tragedy like this, there are those people, I'm not even going to call them collectors. There are those people that just try to cash in and sell off their figures of the person who has passed away for a crazy amount of money. And, I don't agree with it. I, it's it's happened every single time a legend has passed and it makes me sick every time it does. It just shows you're out to make a buck. You're not in this for the love of the sport, the love of the legends, nothing. And I don't respect it. That's just my opinion. But gun to my head, I had to pick one. I'm going to go with the tag team set that Jeff purchased me. This is not the tag team series one classic superstars. This is the special edition classic superstars that came out after that that had a different deco on the road warriors and i'm gonna pick that as my favorite legion of doom set uh specifically that would be my favorite animal figure i'm going to put number two the legend series one animal and 2a right behind that is going to be the elite animal in the red and the black and that'll be my top three jeff
2: I'm looking on eBay right now, and the amount of Road Warrior Animal figures have sold for just in the past couple of days is insane. The uh, Elite that we were talking about in the red and black just sold today for $199.99. Now uh-huh. today is September 24th. Okay, so if you have the Animal and hawk set from the Jax Classic in the blue, someone bought that for 150 with $13.65 shipping.
0: So that was they bought the set for one fit because they were individually carded. They bought them separately. Separately, okay.
2: So the the other Jacks aren't selling as well. Like the one where he was in the Jacks Classic and he had those horrible looking shorts.
0: Oh yeah, Legion of Doom two thousand.
2: Yeah, that one sold for twenty bucks. There is the one though, that was autographed that sold for a hundred bucks with fourteen ninety shipping. Okay. So the the prices have gone up a little bit. I'm looking because I've seen some of these prices before, and they definitely weren't that high three weeks ago, whatever it may be. So,
0: Yeah, and of course, Jeff, we don't want to forget the great wrestling buddies.
2: Oh, absolutely not.
0: Yeah, they're not really figures, but they're universally loved. Everybody loved the wrestling buddies. So we've got to throw the Road Warriors in there too. And I'm sure there there have been bobbleheads of the Road Warriors. There have been pins. This is just kind of an overview of all of his really, really cool action figures that have come out. And it really begs the question of what's next? What's next for the Road Warriors line of merchandise? They've got shirts up over at Pro Wrestling Tees. But now more than ever, I think fans are really going to start clamoring for somebody to grab that Road Warriors license and make some kick-ass Road Warriors figures. Personally, if you release any set of Road Warriors, I'm going to buy them. I will even buy the YMCA version of the Road Warriors in their their <laughs> little police hats with the chaps and the whole. I will buy any Road Warriors figures that you put out from any version of Road Warriors Legion of Doom. You name it, I'm buying it. Who's going to get the license? Somebody has to grab that license and make Road Warriors figures. But how
2: are they going to go about and get that license is the question. Did Road Warrior Animal not want to sign with WWE and get a Legends deal? Or was he protective and didn't want figures to come out from Storm or Super 7? Whatever it may be, who's going to be the person that's going to be able to snag that license? That's going to be the question.
0: Uh, Yes, but you look at the Road Warriors, and I've said this about The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. There are certain guys that have a look. They were made to be action figures. Ultimate Warrior. Bray Wyatt as the Fiend. Finn Balor as the Demon King. Macho Man Randy Savage. Larger than life characters. And of course, Legion of Doom with the face paint and the shoulder pads and the spikes and the dog collars, the chaps. And most importantly, the tag team titles. Somebody needs to grab onto this history and give us more figures. We've been clamoring for more Road Warriors figures. Now's the time. Jump on it. The people that loved animal want more figures, not just of animal, but of Hawk. We want to celebrate the road warriors. Again, we need figures. It would be great if super seven or storm or somebody was able to finally get that license and make fig- We've been hounding this subject for gosh, Jeff, the better part of a year and animal has passed. People want to celebrate the road warriors legacy we as figures collector we as figure collectors want to do that through buying more versions of the road warriors as action figures somebody's got to pick up that license and I do want to mention before we we go off of the who did it better you and I made a joint purchase for the shared collection today jeff and this one means the world to me it means a ton the last big joint purchase that we made together was the collection of wrestling buddies the entire set and we made that one, gosh, last year, I think? Summer of last year? Uh, Yeah, I want to say it was middle
2: of last year. I want to say it was June, July of last year?
0: Yes. So as we mentioned a few weeks back, the Asylum Wrestling Store put out a brand new set of Road Warriors. Now, if you recall, the Tonka Wrestling Buddies were the Legion of Doom, the Red and Black. The Asylum Wrestling Store released the Road Warriors. This would be black shoulder pads. They're... NWA, AWA look, and the shoulder pads are actually, they've got little spikies on them, but like raised spikes, not just spikes that are painted on. I guess these actually have raised spikes on the shoulder pads, which is a really cool touch. The set goes for two fifty, which originally you and I were like, dude, we love them, but we're going to pass. So we decided with the scarcity of the set we made a joint purchase today and we pre-ordered the asylum wrestling store set of the road warriors. And we weren't going to do it originally, but the proceeds of the set are going 100% of the proceeds, I believe are going to animals family. And that made it a no brainer. And they're going to be signed by Paul Ellering. It's one of those things. Again, it's going to be in the shared collection. And every time you look at it, it's going to be a great memory. And, that kind of rounds out my who did it better, Jeff, but you have yet to say what your favorites are. Pick three.
2: So pick three, definitely my favorite is the Legends. Series it one. just captures that 80s look of what we grew up with. Uh, going to go Hasbro, and then I'm going to go, man, do I go AWA or do I go that first Jax Classic? Um. Ooh. You know what? I'm going to go AWA. And it's just because of the nostalgia of playing with the Road Warriors in the AWA ring when I was a kid. So, those are my top three. Nothing against the others, except maybe that Jax Classic where he came in the shorts. That was horrible. <laughs> yes. But the sculpt was good, but the look was bad. <laughs> well, the other thing that got me was Hawk had come out in Series 9 Jax Classic with this dog collar. He had that 80s AWA look, NWA look, and it was just awesome and now you're thinking okay maybe for series 10 animals gonna come out right it's same look no they put them out in shorts you know if like we ever talked to jeremy Pidower, that would be the first question i would ask like dude wtf on the road warriors for jack's classic in the single series what the hell
0: yeah. i can't
2: get i can't get over that
0: yeah that hawk was so good it was like he was ready to go fight the russians that's
2: it- dude that's my favorite hawk figure
0: it's outstanding. It is so good. So, you know, maybe Jeremy gets a redo and Jazzwares picks up the Legends license and they get the rights to do Legion of Doom slash Road Warriors. Maybe that will be like, okay, I'm going to make this right now. Maybe that'll be his moment where he gets to atone for never giving us that animal to match Hawk.
2: I do want to put the Jax Classic tag team animal in there as well. You know, I just bashed the Jax Classic series. What what series was that? 10?
0: I think so. Yeah.
2: As bad as that one was, this Jack's classic tag team set with of Animal and Hawk was just fantastic. Animal looked great in that. Nothing against that one, but those are my top three, so.
0: Very nice. I like the list, sir.
2: Scott, that rounds out who did it better, Road Warrior Animal. It is time to get into the news where I think you are gonna go off on Hasbro Pulse.
0: Maybe.
2: <laughs> i'm just kidding scott let's get into the news
1: oh you gonna learn today
2: scott before we get in the news why don't you hit up our buddies from manscaped
0: yes guys head over to manscaped.com load up your cart with everything that you need to keep yourself looking fresh and smelling fresh you can get their trimmers their lawnmower and their shears, the Weed Whacker, along with all of their deodorants and lotions, everything to keep you looking and smelling fresh. Load up your cart, and at checkout, use code WFP20, save 20%, and get free shipping, manscaped.com.
2: And Scott, what do you have for our other toy lines?
0: For other toy lines, Jeff, first off, really the only toy spotting that I had for the week Aside from the previously mentioned Road Warrior set that we bought from the Asylum store, I pre-ordered, as did you, the Cobra Commander Supreme figure from Hasbro Pulse today. And let me tell you, I was panicked that this was going to be a shit show. Here's why. (laughs) They gave their premium members, which, let me do a little bit of backstory on that. To become a premium member to Hasbro Pulse, you pay them a one-time fee of $50 That is yearly. You pay that 50 bucks. That gets you free shipping, and in this case, a day early to pre-order the exclusive figures. Well, really, the only Hasbro line that I purchase personally is G.I. Joe. So I'm not going to pay 50 bucks to basically get the right to get the figure a day early. Not going to do it. So I skipped that, and I waited until today, which today is Thursday, the 24th. I waited until today with great nerves and woke up this morning fearing I wasn't going to get the figure and starting to think, shit, maybe I should have spent the 50 bucks. (laughs) Super (laughs) nervous, but I jumped on nine o'clock as did you, Jeff. And I was texting back and forth with you because figure went live at 9am, which to Hasbro's credit, 9am, boom, figures up for sale or pre-order. I get through the entire checkout process rather quickly, actually, except when I go to check out and pay the little wheel starts spinning and I don't think anything of it. I'm like, okay, a lot of traffic. This will probably just take like 30 seconds to two minutes. I'll just wait. So 30 seconds, still spinning. One minute, still spinning. Minute and a half, still spinning. Two minutes, still (laughs) spinning. Now I'm starting to get a little nervous and I start texting you. And I think that's where you want to kick in with the text messages so people can see how big of a freak, nervous Nelly I am when I have a Cobra Commander Supreme figure sitting in my cart that I cannot purchase or I think I've purchased.
2: This was absolutely hilarious. So during all this, I'm swamped at work and I'm trying to get through work. So I jump onto Hasbro Pulse and I get this message that says, be right back. And it was at 858. Scott texts at 8.58 and it says, the site went weird with quote unquote, right back message. I replied back with an 8 at 8.58 says, yeah, that's what I keep getting. Scott says, oh, these dicks. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Hasbro. At 9.01, I reply back, okay, I'm in. Scott says, at 9.01 also, same, in line trying to check out. Scott texts two minutes later, it's spinning on complete order. I text back a minute later at 9.04 says, same here. Scott says, this can't be good at 9.06 and then follows up with, mine is still spinning. I said, not one bit. Mine is still spinning as well at 9.06. So now I'm starting to get a little bit more swamped at work. So Scott replies, no emails confirming the order. Now, mind you, Scott has been sitting here for about five minutes with the checkout still spinning. Scott replies back still at 9.07, still spinning. Scott replies at 9.08, I effing hate the shit. (laughs) At 9.13, Scott says, I'm stressing the F out. (laughs) Followed up with, over a goddamn toy. (laughs) Now, mind you, I'm still working and I have Hasbro Pulse up in another screen. To which I reply, holy crap, dude, this is ridiculous. Scott says, I'm not touching shit until I either fails or goes through at 9.14. I said, someone is still saying that they are still up at 9.14. Scott says at 9.22, still spinning. Now, mind you, this is still going on, and I'm experiencing the same stuff over here.
0: Yeah, the checkout button was clicked by both of us at like 9.01. Like, we had the figure in our cart and checked out really quick. And then complete pay, it just starts spinning.
2: (laughs) At 9.28, Scott says... Okay, when I brought up the page in another window, it said limit reach, so I figure it's going th- to go through. At 9.31, Scott says, tried it again, and it said limit reach, so it's clearly seeing my purchase. Just hasn't processed yet. At 9.40, Scott says, oh my god, it's still effing spinning. <laughs> <laughs> 40 minutes later, I'm stressing out. Now, at 9.45, I mentioned to Scott that Christy Patrillo got his Cobra Commander. Scott says, WTF. (laughs) Scott replies, I'm concerned because I haven't gotten my confirmation email, but I try to purchase again and it says limit reached. So that means it sees I bought it at 946. At 955, I replied to Scott, I just got it. Close out your browser and bring up Hasbro Pulse again. Scott says, so that screen just went to confirmed. I said, no, I exited and went back in and purchased. Scott says, now it's spinning again. LOL, the horror. <laughs> At 10 a.m., Scott says, yay, confirmed. After an f effing hour. <laughs> this was hilarious. Now, I'm trying to work, but I am crying laughing over here because Scott has just blown up my phone. I hate effing toys. I can't believe I'm this stressed out. But it was so funny just getting these messages and <laughs> I'm cracking up over here. There was one phone call I got. Uh, a sales rep called and I'm on the phone with the sales rep and I'm looking at the text messages that are coming in and I'm trying not to laugh, but like I snort a couple times because I am laughing. (laughs) But what Scott was experiencing was the same exact thing I was going through over here with Hasbro Pulse. It was just spinning and spinning and spinning. Luckily... I exited out right at the same time I got a text message from my buddy Norm who was on there trying to get some Marvel figures. And he goes, hey, dude, I just saw on a Facebook group they said if you X out and go back in, which was exactly what I was doing at that same exact time. It was like Norm like had a camera in my house and saw what I was doing. And so that's when I got back to you and said, dude, just exit out and then go back in. And then luckily, after 59 minutes, we got the Cobra Commander figure.
0: Yeah. In my experience, you close the window or you hit refresh. It's either going to like double charge you or it's going to lose your order. So I didn't want to touch anything, but I sat there for the better part of the hour, just watching the little wheel spin and not do anything. (laughs) The page wasn't moving. The crazy part is normally a page will just time out. This one just sat there. It was like, cool. I'm going to sit here with you, Scott, and I'm just going to watch you do work while you watch me spin. And we just kind (laughs) of sat there staring at each other for the better part of an hour. It was lovely.
2: Now, this is the second Cobra Commander, right? Uh,
0: Technically, this would be the third.
2: So why were we all stressed out over uh, the third Cobra Commander?
0: Well, number one, it's an exclusive. So it's going to be shorter printed than, say, his Series 2 figure. Uh-huh. I actually don't know which one is going to be more rare, the light blue version or this Supreme version. But this is like... The Cobra Commander Series 2 figure on steroids. Between the figure itself and the detail on it with the cape alone is amazing. But the boxing on it too, the packaging, is next level. It's almost like what you would get at a Comic-Con, which this figure could very well have been what Hasbro was going to give away or sell at Comic-Con this year. And they just held it out until PulseCon. So anyway, there's more to look forward to because they're going to have a G.I. Joe announcement. We're going to know more figures. So that'll, of course, be in the news next week. But as you've experienced with us over the last few months with the scarcity and the hysteria involved in trying to get these GI Joe figures, I'm looking at you target. It creates (laughs) that nervousness that like, okay, I'm, if I'm not on just at the right time with the right broadband connection, I'm going to miss it. And that's why my nerves were starting to get frayed. Like my wheel is spinning. It's not going anywhere. I'm an hour into this process. Did I just get screwed again? So I guess you could still go on and pre-order it. I was actually reading up until like a few hours ago where people were still going on and getting their pre-orders in. And I, I, I guess it's available through Saturday. So good on Hasbro. They did well on this one, limit one per customer. So that was the fun. I guess that would be one word for it. Fun of getting that Hasbro Cobra Commander Supreme figure today.
2: Thank you for giving me my laugh, dude. Cause as I said, work's been a bear lately and That was a great mental break. These text messages that are flying in from you and I'm experiencing the same thing, but I can't, I'm trying to reply back to you and then I'm uh, getting blown up on email and phone and just anyways, but I'm seeing these text messages come in and I'm just dying laughing. So thank you for breaking up the monotony of work today.
0: Well, I'm glad that my stress could be your humor. So.
2: Your your stress levels was my entertainment. Thank you.
0: Excellent. Moving on in the news, Funko Pop announced their New York Comic-Con exclusive. And it's going to be G.I. Joe's very own Beachhead. And it's actually going to be a shared exclusive with Target. So you will be able to get the the Beachhead G.I. Joe Funko Pop at both New York Comic-Con and Target. Jeff, this one might interest you. Super 7 is making a... Rob Halford figure. Oh yes. Mr. Judas priest himself. Rob Halford is getting a super seven figure, which just, it blows my mind because I'm so excited to see who's next. I'm hoping we get like Rob zombie. That would be an incredible looking figure. We've gotten King diamond, uh, not just in the three and three quarter inch form, but in the ultimates as well. So now my mind is racing. Are we going to get a Rob Halford ultimate figure, which would be incredible? Because when you go look at his figure, this is like British steel Rob Halford with the little hat, the the gloves, the armband things, the leather pants. It screams '80s Judas Priest, and it's incredible. So Rob Halford getting a Super Seven figure.
2: Scott, we have breaking news. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Excellent. I love the music.
2: Thank you. From the Full Force Podcast, masked to debut in G.I. Joe Transformers movie.
0: Whoa. Okay, wait a second. Wait a second. Transformers and G.I. Joe both had their own film franchises. Transformers, granted, was like five movies. G.I. Joe was two. So the plan is to make a G.I. Joe and Transformers crossover movie. And at the same time, they're bringing mask into it?
2: That's what it appears from the Full Force. It says, breaking news mask debut movie rumor. Mikey Sutton has revealed that discussions are going on that. I can't. Oh, I cut off. Darn it. I have to check out the Full Force YouTube channel after we're done recording. But... Ooh,
0: nice little teaser there, Jeff. Go follow Full Thank Force you. podcast. Now, this begs the question, Jeff. Now that that news has broken about mask crossing over into the G.I. Joe Transformers movie, Does this have anything to do with that post that Cena put up on his social media a while back where he put that picture of Mask? I say yes. Well, the interesting thing about Cena is is he is in the new Suicide Squad movie coming out, I think, next year? He plays a role in that. His character that he plays in the Suicide Squad movie just got a deal with HBO for his own show. Whoa. Yes. So if Cena is involved with Mask... And involved with the Suicide Squad. Wow. That dude's going to be busy. I mean, to be part of that universe, the G.I. Joe... Well, let's not forget he was also in the Transformers movie. Uh, He was in Bumblebee. Yep, that's true. So he was already in that universe as a character. Could very well be involved in Mask. Would not surprise me at all if he played Matt Stryker. And, to boot, is going to be involved with DC with the Suicide Squad. And getting his own show on HBO, obviously HBO Max. They're doing the whole DC thing now. Man, look at Cena go. Good for him. He's going to be playing Matt Stryker, the wrestler? Uh, No, no, no. No, Matt Stryker from Mask, Jeff. Oh,
2: okay. Gotcha. Sorry.
0: I had actually forgotten that that was a person in wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> My apologies to Matt Stryker if he's listening. But yeah, that's that's incredible news. Good for Cena. If only the camera could see him. Ah, I see what you did. Moving on. And this isn't really news per se. I just thought it was kind of interesting. There's a Facebook group called Retro Wrestling Figures. There's a dude in that group. His name is Spencer Smith. And over the last few weeks, he has been putting up his own version of who did it better. Specifically, the head scans between Jax and Mattel. He takes a picture of one. He takes a picture of the other. He mashes them side by side and lets everybody vote. And the cool part about it is you realize that a lot of these that Jax did really are outstanding. So if you're on Facebook, check out the Retro Wrestling Figures group. And Spencer Smith is just making it happen. There's a few that he puts up every day. And I love it. It's, it's kind of a cool aside on Facebook, just to kind of admire the work that Jax did back in the day and the work that Mattel does now.
2: I've been following that. A lot of people have been voting for the Jax. Like- I've seen that. Obviously, Razor won in the Mattel. Yes. Um, I forget who else won in the Mattel, but I noticed that a lot of people were voting for Jax. It actually kind of surprised me. I was not expecting that.
0: Yeah, Jax did get quite a bit of love. I believe the Blassie they gave the Jax nod to. And it's funny that you mentioned Razor Ramon because somebody said that the Jax Razor Ramon looks like your mom's new boyfriend that lives in the basement. <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious because you look at him, you're like, oh, OK, maybe <laughs> not your mom, Jeff, not your mom specifically, just in general, yes, yes. your mom. Um,
2: I think Heenan won
0: as well. I if believe I'm not you're mistaken. right.
2: Yes. He, I've, I've got to go back and look at. But yeah, it's been fun
0: watching Spencer do these. It's actually been really entertaining. Yeah, very, very cool. Next up, and I was unaware of this, so if I give this news and you guys are like, we already knew about that, I apologize because this is kind of older news. I was on Netflix the other night and I'm kind of scrolling through and I was in the recommended for you section and I came across a documentary called The Power of Grayskull. And it's a He-Man documentary, Jeff, that was produced in 2017. And again, I was unaware of it, so you guys that know about it, good on you. Those of you that don't know about it, definitely go check it out. It's a full history, not just about the He-Man toy line, but they talk about the cartoon, they talk about the live-action movie that was made. There's interviews with everybody that was involved, including Dolph Lundgren. And I believe his name is Frank Langella Langella, the person who played Skeletor in the live-action movie. They have interviews with everybody from top to bottom, and it is a full history of. From the birth of He-Man, the idea of him, how they fleshed out the entire universe all the way up to 2017. And all of the figure lines that were involved in that history, incredible documentary. It's like what the Toys That Made Us did for He-Man, except on steroids, because they include the movies and the cartoon, and they go way more in-depth on it, in addition to talking about the toys. Granted, they had twice as long to tell the story. The episode's about an hour and a half. Toys That Made Us was about 45 minutes long. Incredible watch. Go check it out. It's on Netflix. Next up, currently on Amazon, there is a pre-order up for a G.I. Joe album. Yes, vinyl is back, folks. And back with a vengeance. There is a G.I. Joe album featuring music from the 80s cartoon. And rumor has it that each side will feature a logo. One side will be G.I. Joe. The other side will be logoed for Cobra. Album retails for $22.99 and releases on November 20th.
2: My question is, is how many people still have record
0: players? Uh, Dude, you would be surprised. And it's not just a matter of like having your record player from back in the day. You could just go buy one now. Oh. And you know, if you're interested in buying a record player, I would suggest talking to Randy, your tag team partner. He has record players for sale? Uh, No, but he can give you good information on what to look for, what not to look for. Oh. Yeah, he's a a vinyl buff. So if you're interested, which I kind of am, uh, go talk to your tag team partner Randy. He'll have some good information there for you, Jeff.
2: I'll just listen to the album on YouTube.
0: <sighs> what? <laughs> it's all about Spotify, dude. Come on.
2: Is minist Is Ministry doing any songs on there? Is <laughs> Kiss? How about Kiss? <laughs> Eskimo Cowboy. I hope they are. That'd be cool.
0: Hey, is that Leonard Skinnerd, man? <laughs> moving on (laughs) lego announced on batman day no less that they are making a batman 89 batwing that comes with minifigures of joker one of his goons and batman this would be from the batman 89 film directed by tim burton we all know it we all love it they are making a full-scale bat. Well, not a full-scale. It won't be an actual batwing, but a large-scale batwing with three minifigures.
2: How did you get through that without laughing when you said batwings?
0: Because I was waiting for you to crack the joke when I was done.
2: Okay. Okay. Glad we're on the same page.
0: Would you like to explain what batwings, aside from being the batwing in the Batman movie, Jeff, would you like to explain what batwings are? Should I go to Urban Dictionary and read it? No. Moving on. You should have declined my offer there, dude. What's wrong with you? <laughs> In probably my favorite non-wrestling figure news of the week, Hasbro Marvel Legends announced that they are releasing retro two-packs that are coming in a three-and-three-quarter-inch scale. They're going to be under the Kenner label, Jeff. Ooh. Kenner. We haven't spoken that name in ages. But here comes Hasbro, out of nowhere, dropping two-packs on us in three-and-three-quarter-inch scale, no less. From the toy legends themselves, Kenner, basically the creators of the three and three quarter inch Hysteria, they're going to come in a comic inspired box. They're going to retail for 20 bucks per two pack. And inside the comic inspired box, each figure is going to be individually carded on a full color card. They are meant to be reminiscent of the Secret Wars figures. And I don't know if you're familiar with Secret Wars, Jeff. Secret Wars, back in like the mid-80s, was a comic series that spawned a line of action figures. Announced so far, the two packs, Spider-Man and Electro, Cyclops and Iron Man, and Captain America and Black Panther. And if you get a chance, go check these figures out. They're incredible. They look so good from the individual cards to the comic boxes that they're going to come in. And the figures themselves, outstanding. I love them. That was my favorite bit of news from the week. I can't wait to see how those look when they finally come out. But based on the pictures, I'm excited. I'm not a Marvel Legends guy, but these look outstanding.
2: Good job on the news this week. Thank you, sir. DeepDiscount.com released a bunch of pre-orders and when i say a bunch i mean a bunch of pre-orders
0: like a pl- a plethora if you will uh, uh th- yes a lot yes many okay okay
2: numerous various you know those those words anyways they released a bunch of pre-orders but the some of the names that stood out
0: michael hayes yes dusty roads no what i'm happy about is it's not it's not doc hendrix it's michael hayes
2: yes it says michael hayes now we Pretty much have heard Dusty and Michael Hayes before, but Carrying his name was a new one. And Deep Discount, they are trustworthy site. They actually got in the China and Triple H 2 pack. Got them in. Uh, no issues at all. No dings on the side. No nothing. So Deep Discount is reliable site. A lot of people used to use them for music. A lot of CDs, a lot of DVDs, a lot of uh, physical media, I should say. But they kind of started to venture into over to toys, and sure enough, they got in a lot of pre orders going on. Here's the cool thing about Deep Discount they actually sell their figures at $17.97. What? $17.97, Scott. $17.97. Dude, that's cheaper than Walmart. It's about Walmart prices, actually. Well,
0: definitely cheaper than Target.
2: Yes. Now, here's the thing is there is shipping, obviously, that you are going to have to pay that. But overall, they're trustworthy. And if you get your pre-order and you can basically get your figure and you don't have to worry about trying to find it at the store. They also had Davy Boy Smith up there. So I made sure to go in and pre-order him pretty quickly. They had the Ultimate Editions up even after the price adjustment from Entertainment Earth. Deep Discount came in like a buck or two more than Entertainment Earth, even after the price adjustment that Entertainment Earth threw on everybody two weeks ago.
0: Okay. Yeah, I think I'm going to keep that pre-order. Now that I've seen the different online retailers and what they're charging for it, I'm just going to keep the pre-order in.
2: Yeah, it's not 45 bucks, so it's definitely... I want to thank Revy Hoops for this, but he saw the pre-orders on Deep Discount and he started to kind of piece everything together. Now, when I say piece everything together, he started to kind of go in and try to figure out or he kind of did start to place names into Elite lines. So like for, let's say, Elite 84, we've seen the rendering for Garza and that was basically it. So he went in and was able to piece the rest of it together. So for Elite 82, Keith Lee, Finn Balor, John Morrison, Alexa Bliss, Gronk, Jerry Lawler, and then the exclusive will be Davy Boy. Elite 83, it says Edge 2020, which was on Deep Discount. Drew McIntyre, Velveteen Dream, Dusty, Baron Corbin, Sasha Banks, and the exclusive will be Michael Hayes. Elite 84, Jeff Hardy, Bray Wyatt, Hector Garza, Sheamus. And then there was a couple blanks, so we're still not sure who those other elites will be. And then he had down the exclusive will be Zelina Vega. Elite 85 would be carrying Kross, Roman Reigns, Aleister Black, a second Bray. But if that's true, the, that would be back-to-back elite series with Bray Wyatt. Escobar and Liv. Thank you to Revy Hoops for doing the math and doing all that and putting that together. If that's true, I mean, that's what he came up with. And that's how he kind of pieced everything together. If true, pretty
0: solid lineups coming up. Really surprising to see an Escobar elite. I like that move. That's great. Good for him. That, I know. Seriously, right? Very, very cool and strong assortments there. I'm excited about the carry and cross. No surprise to me, Jeff, that they're throwing out those Bray slash Fiend figures left and right every chance they get.
2: Exactly. Especially with the Ultimate Edition coming up. I mean, how many Fiends are you going to get?
0: Well, yeah, the Ultimate Edition. There's the top picks. There's his Elites that just came out. Now we've got two more in the pipeline. He's got a basic figure. No surprise there that Mattel's really pumping out these fiends. And now with his face turn, you could just imagine he might be the next AJ, not in terms of wrestling talent in terms of how many figures are on the peg. So my
2: question to you is now that Roman's heel does his figure start to move a little bit more,
0: more. Well, man, I would say no, it doesn't move more. If anything, you got to figure that it would, I mean, I'm, I'm pulling the hardcore collector factor out of this and I'm looking more at kids that are buying the figures or asking their parents to buy them the figures. I don't know that that kids clamor for heels. I would imagine they clamor more for the baby faces. I don't know if that's old school thinking, but you've got to figure number one, first and foremost, Roman already has a ton of figures out. Chances are good that kids already have at least one Roman, if not, 10 Romans in their collection. So I can't see his figures selling more. Maybe the hardcore collectors are going to start buying more Romans. That may be where you see an uptick, but with kids, I would say no because they probably already have a ton of Romans. Kids going to ask his dad for another one, his dad's be like, "Uh-uh. No, I already bought you like 18 Roman Reigns figures and 38 <laughs> AJ Styles. You have enough of those two guys."
2: <laughs> and with those AJ figures, we got to drive 3 hours east. Yeah. And return those to another target. You got too many of them.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I got to go out of state to offload those things. (laughs) Scott, we
2: are going to hit up the listener segment. So what do you say we jump into it? Let's go talk to them. And I just want
0: to hear from my people. Tell me, can I hear from my people? I just want to hear from my people. And I just want to listen to the listeners.
2: Scott. First audio comes in from Justin Summers from the Wrestling Cheers podcast. Let's see what he's got to say.
1: Hello, Scott and Jeff. This is Justin Summers from the Wrestling Cheers podcast with another listener's question. I want to know, are there any wrestlers that currently do not have a wrestling figure to their name that you would like to see a wrestling figure for? And of what announced figures are you anticipating for their first figure release one wrestler i can't wait until he gets a figure even a simple micro brawler which you do not have to count for this question but none other than Danhausen. even just a simpler even just a simple micro brawler would be awesome to see but even maybe an ftc figure or whoever can make one and then of people who are getting their first figure and on granted they got a figure through ftc But I'm going to count the man formerly known as Rayro, but one half of the Viking Raiders, Eric. It's going to be really awesome to see him have such a badass looking figure. And he is from my home area. Speaking of which, before I go, I want to thank you guys for plugging Wrestling Cheers and to maybe go into it a little bit more depth and a chance to plug the show myself. Wrestling Cheers talks about wrestling in the Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene. We preview shows and we review shows from this territory, mainly Absolute Intense Wrestling from Cleveland. And then to fill in all the other weeks, we have interviews and certain discussion episodes. So it's a really niche audience, but Absolute Intense Wrestling in Cleveland, Ohio is a pretty big company on the national level with a lot of great exposure and a lot of great talent coming up. Through the territory, a guy like Johnny Gargano was at my very first independent wrestling show in 2011. I've been watching him ever since. Many other names such as Ray Rowe and EC3 also from Cleveland, but we've had many different names travel through the the area, so it's a good area to keep your eyes out for. And I have had interviews with many different wrestlers such as Gregory Iron, Ethan Page, Marco Stunt, Danhausen, Veda Scott. Smart Mark Sterling, and many others. I could potentially be a podcast for you, especially if you're an Ohio player. I truly appreciate all the support I get, and I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, Scott and Jeff, for the weekly plug and for all the work you do here on a weekly basis. Hope you guys have a great week, and I will take my answer off the air.
0: Thank you, Justin, for the submission plugging your show every week. It's our pleasure. Thank you for sending in the audio. Thank you for supporting us. I know you're a newer listener, but I would say you're one of our more passionate listeners now. And I dig that. I can sense how much you love figures when you send in those audio submissions. So again, thank you very much. And plugging your show is absolutely our pleasure to answer your question. Two figures that I'm really looking forward to that don't have figures yet But you can bet your house on the fact that they're going to be getting figures. First up, and I've talked about it before, Jeff, Luchasaurus. He was on my list. Yeah, from AEW, I talked earlier about guys that were made to be action figures. Luchasaurus is that guy. From his tattoos, to his outfit, to his mask, everything about him screams action figure. Next up on my list, Scarlet Bordeaux. Has not had a figure and given the fact that the next one on my list, Carry and cross is going to be released as an elite. Even if we get a Scarlet Bordeaux basic to have that tandem would be incredible. So the two that I'm looking forward to that have no announced figures yet, Luchasaurus, Scarlet Bordeaux, the one that has been announced that has not had a figure before, but we know we're getting it. Carrie and cross.
2: Nice dude. I do agree with Justin regarding Danhausen, and I, I think he needs an FTC figure, and the reason I say he needs an FTC figure is one of FTC's strong suits is face-painted figures. And you look back at Tomatonga, you look at the Kiss Demon, face-painted figures of theirs always seem to do well and always seem to pop. Dan Housen wears face paint, two and two, right there. So, personal opinion, I think Dan Housen would be perfect for an FTC figure. You mentioned Luchasaurus. I'm going to go with his tag team partner, Jungle Boy. Yes, Jungle Boy jungle boy being a west coast boy obviously like he needs a figure and the popularity on that kid just it just goes through the roof and he carries a charisma with him and i don't think it's because of who his father was uh
0: no he's got it
2: now i'm going to switch over to my favorite organization right now new japan the g1 is going on right now this is the time of the year around this time of the year is where i get super excited about the g1 i look forward to each show i watch it at work it's fantastic i love it now two guys that have not been mentioned now obviously i'm looking forward to wave one and wave two of super seven's new japan figures but two guys that have not been mentioned minora suzuki and koto ibushi those are two guys that need figures as well yes WWE I'm kind of lost I, th- I kind of agree with you Scarlett Bordeaux I think she needs one as you say carrying across and deep discount has it for pre-order carrying across is getting a figure now we just need Scarlett to go along and make the figure photographers happy absolutely and do the photo shot so I agree with you Scarlett that's a good that's a good call thank you sir and thank you Justin for the question thank you very much and it's our pleasure to plug wrestling cheers the Northeast Ohio-based independent podcast. Scott, last question of the week comes in from Josh Thompson. Hey, Jeff and Scott, JT here, back with that weekly question. This week, I want to ask you guys if you had any thoughts on Micro Machines returning. Hasbro and Wicked Cool Toys have brought them back from the dead with new cars and playsets that a love letter to the old city van set, and I honestly am glad. I always had a soft spot for Micro Machines. Yeah, they were a bit before my time, but these playsets were cool. They had planes and trains, NASCAR and F1 Micro Machines, and even ones lit up as well. I hope Hasbro can recapture the old Micro Machines magic, and I hope Wicked Cool Toys helps bring back another micro series, Micro Aggression with AEW. I would be okay with them coming back with Micro Machines. The thing is, is would they sell? Does that really pop off the pegs do kids want that is that something that holds a lot of nostalgia there's a lot of ifs regarding micro machines granted they were huge back in the late 80s early 90s they were insane especially that fast-talking salesman guy that was talking about him
0: hey micro (laughs) machines yes i forgot about him good call yeah
2: he looked like mario grown up yeah (laughs) yes Like like he ate a mushroom (laughs) <laughs> but I don't know if those hold today. And that's one toy I hope does well because they were great back in the day in a lot of play sets. Now, granted, I didn't have that many, but I had a few and I enjoyed playing with them. But again, it was like pick up the micro machines, kind of race the cars around tracks and then put them away and go right back to the wrestling figures in Nintendo. But you do have a great point, microaggression with AEW figures. That's a great call.
0: That is definitely something that could move. I could see that being a player. But as far as just the vehicles, when Micro Machines came out, I want to say I was more just getting out of toys. Like I was starting to, I think Micro Machines were like 87, 88, if I'm not mistaken. And at that point, I was kind of going away from G.I. Joe. I had gone away from He-Man. Really, it was just starting lineups and wrestling figures. And when Micro Machines came out, I was into cars. I loved the Lamborghinis, the Ferraris, the Porsches, and Micro Machines, I believe, came in like a five pack. And then it came with a little tiny magnifying lens with it too. It's like when you take the Micro Machine out of the package, you could put the magnifying glass above it and like check out all the cool little details. It was neat, but I bought one or two of them and then I was kind of done with it. What I think will be big for Micro Machines will be what other properties it can become a part of. Uh, JT mentioned AEW specifically. Are they going to be able to, because it's, I, I, he said it's Hasbro, Jeff, is that correct? Yes. Okay, so they can go into Transformers. They could potentially go into Mask. If Mask becomes a thing, they can go into G.I. Joe. They can go into Star Wars. That's where the strength of the Micro Machines brand flourishing is going to come from are the other brands that are going to make Micro Machines interesting to the hardcore collectors. If you tell me, because there are already small scale GI Joe figures and vehicles on the pegs right now. So if you go a full line of those, that might be something that I'd be interested in. Give me a hovercraft, a Tomahawk, uh, the Moray, all those cool vehicles that came out back in the day. You give me those in a micro machine assortment, give me an aircraft carrier. Now we're talking. That would be something that I would look at. So I think they're not going to necessarily stand alone as like, oh, hey, look, we made a Camaro or we made a Corvette. It's going to be the other brands under the Hasbro umbrella that they can pull in to make micro machines great.
2: One thing that is not on wrestlingtoytracker.com is micro machines, but over there <laughs> you can find Hasbro, Galoob, LJN, just toy bendums, retros, and defining moments. You can check out the prices over there where they take the prices of carded and loose figures from eBay, from sold listings, and then they plug it into a database. And this computer does a bunch of calculations and then it spits out the average amount. So if you are in the hunt for any of those old school figures, check out WrestlingToyTracker.com to get the prices of those. Again, WrestlingToyTracker.com or on Twitter at Toy underscore Tracker. Scott Eagle Moss.
0: Yes, guys, if you have a pop culture or WWE fan in your life and you're looking for a gift for that certain someone, look no further than Eagle Moss. They offer a huge assortment of different properties under their umbrella, including DC, Star Trek, Battlestar Galactica, and of course, WWE. You can get legends, you can get current superstars, you name them, they've probably got them. If they don't, I'm sure they're coming. And when you subscribe to their service to get the statues delivered to your door, they will give you the display ring to put all of those statues in. If you're an MOC guy like me and Jeff, it's got a full color box plastic window on the front to see the beautiful statue inside and a full color magazine on the backside. Give him a follow on Twitter at Hero Collector underscore. Scott, let's go through our
2: podcast buddies, Breaker and Bane. Dude, did you know Bane was Bill Venus?
0: Wait, what? Wait, what? This news just broke. So this is like the Spider-Man meme where they're pointing at each other and we've got Bane on one side and Bill Venus on the other? Yeah.
2: Ironhorn, Finkel, Finkel, Ironhorn, that type of thing, you know? Whoa. So Bane's alter ego has actually been antagonizing Brian Breaker, myself, the guys over at the Doing the Favor podcast.
0: I, I'm just I'm just in shock, dude. So wow. This was like when Hulk Hogan became Hollywood Hulk Hogan.
2: Or when Hulk Hogan became Hogan Machine. Or Hulk Machine.
0: <laughs> or Mr. America.
2: Or Mr. America. Dude, I am in shock right now. I'm still trying to process this whole thing, like, but I just can't get over Bane antagonizing all of his friends with this
0: this made up character. Or almost like so, when Vince revealed himself as the higher power. Like exactly. Bane, he's like ripped off the hood and he's like, It was me all along, Breaker. Like <laughs> Right My goodness, I can't believe it.
2: I know. Only a man that has an alter ego like that would like radical skedaddle. <laughs>
0: Wait, I like Radical Skedaddle.
2: Yeah, and you have Squat.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but Squat likes Jaeger. (laughs)
2: And Radical Skedaddle.
0: (laughs) Well, more Jaeger than Radical Skedaddle.
2: (laughs) But we do want you to check out Breaker and Bane over there. They do Toy Talk, Wrestling Talk, and they have a guest in each week. So check out Breaker and Bane Power Hour on iTunes. Also check out Breaker's Back to the Nintendo, where he plays Nintendo games. Also, Bill Beanis that we were just talking about, aka big underscore bane, his two-face split personality has a podcast that's called the No Holds Barred podcast with Bill Beanus Bane. Bane Bill Beenus, Triple that, B.
0: That guy needs an action figure. Funny
2: you mentioned that. <laughs> go check out go check out Bane's Twitter and you might see one on there. Also check out our buddies at doing the favor, Eric and Barry Dude it sucks. Eric and I made the playoffs, but we were in two separate brackets in this fantasy baseball league and we both lost. Sean and I, special guest Sean and myself lost by 3 points.
0: Oh, <laughs> by 3, that sucks.
2: Yeah, and it was supposed to be us in the finals, dude, because like our two teams were just insane. Our only loss came at the hands of Eric. And Eric was six and one. We were six and one. Uh, we had the most points in the league, but we lost by three points, dude.
0: Oh, that sucks. And then Eric lost his bracket as well.
2: He lost in his, his bracket. So it sucks, dude. It was like two teams that were destined to meet each other in the Super Bowl and neither
0: one makes it. Oh, that's crap. It's like when wild card teams get into the finals. I hate when that happens. Well, you know, what you have going for you is it was a shortened season. So maybe over the length of a full season situation might've been a little bit different.
2: Yeah. Whoever wins the championship gets an asterisk.
0: Yes, absolutely. Like Barry Bonds, home run ball, put a Whoa. big asterisk on it.
2: No, don't, don't you ever speak ill of Barry. <laughs> that was still one of the greatest moments of my life was you and I seeing his 68th home run. That was
0: pretty cool, dude. That was pretty now, cool.
2: I had never seen a stadium like that where it came to a dead stop. But anyways, Yes, and whoever wins their fantasy leagues in baseball this year, they get an asterisk. It's like, Oprah, you get an asterisk.
0: And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a participation trophy, really, folks. That's what that is.
2: <laughs> but I do want you to check out doingthefavorite.com over there. They've got UPCs, old shows, and other things going on over at doingthefavorite.com. Also, I want you to check out the PPW podcast. This past week, they did a creator content, and they had Rant with Ant on there.
0: Oh, very cool. So is he full-time podcasting again?
2: You'll have to check out the PPW podcast to find out. Nice teaser, sir. Check out Propositively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric. You heard him earlier. You heard the sweet velvety voice of Justin Summers over at the Wrestling Cheers podcast. Check out our buddies Seth, Marco, and Sheena over at the Chick Foley Show, wrestling, wrestling figure talk, and merchandise. Check out the Chick Foley Show. Also, you met, we mentioned him as well earlier. Check out Owen Anderson's Federation Fanatic podcast where he talks about old-school wrestling shows. Marty and Sarah do love wrestling. Every single day, Ryan Buds does trivia with Buds. I have a podcast, Lucha Libre Figures and Facts, on the Lucha Central Network with my tag team partner, Eric Arana and Scott You did about 10 hours of drunk wrestling history the other night.
0: I did. How are you not dead? Well, because I pace myself, see? I'm very old, but I have learned to pace myself most of the time. NOLA would be an exception to that. I'm sorry, Xavier Woods, if you're listening. Regardless of that, (laughs) yes, we did, I would say, six shows this past Saturday. That'll be released. We still do once every other week. That is going to be changing I believe November 1st, we're going to go back to the weekly format. We've got enough in the hopper. We've done enough recordings. We're going to be able to go weekly through the remainder of the year, and I believe that starts November 1st. The most recent episode that you can download is American Badass Undertaker. We detail the rise and you can't really call it a fall, more of maybe a going away of the Badass Undertaker, highlight some of his matches, his SmackDowns, Give it a listen on Twitter at wrestling underscore drunk. You can download the latest episodes and any of our episodes, anywhere that you find fully posable, wrestling underscore drunk, where we're not always accurate, but we are always drunk. And
2: last but not least, I do want to throw it out to Rucker and White Marty over at Boot to the Face, my good friends over there. Scott, roll call.
0: Yes, first and foremost as we do every week. The great, the amazing Jason Wolf. Give him a follow on Twitter at Jason WLF or better yet, just head straight to his website. Doyle, D-O-Y-L-E draws.com You can get in touch with the man himself, commission him for a project. You can buy his prints, some of his amazing sketch cards. You name it, it's on there. Get in touch. If you need artwork, Jason is your guy. Again, on Twitter at Jason WLF or... Head straight to his website, Doyle, D-O-Y-L-E, Draws. And rounding out Roll Call this week, want to throw it out to our good friend Jeff Maxfield. You may remember we mentioned his Sofubi figure that he came out with, I believe it was last year, that he did a Kickstarter on. He's doing a Kickstarter this year for a project called Neo Fighters. What are Neo Fighters? Things are heating up for this year's Neo Fighters Battle City Tournament a wrestling tournament in which a match can break out anytime, anywhere. Teams of three are showing up far and wide to compete to see who will be crowned the winner. This series plays off of some of Jeff's favorite concepts from sci-fi creatures throughout time, as well as wrestling and classic video games. The figures are hand-sculpted by Jeff and are being produced by Mile High Sofubi. They are set in a simple but universal pose with a single articulation point at their waist for creative play, and display. Each figure stands in at just around two inches. The Neo Fighters are compatible with many modern minifigure series. So get ready to throw down with your collection. And when you head over to Just Kickstarter, you will see all of the different characters that are involved in the collection. So if this sounds interesting to you, head over to kickstarter.com slash projects slash Jeff, that's G-E-O-F-F Maxfield, M A X F I E L D, slash, Neo dash fighters dash sofubi, that's S O F U B I dash mini dash figure dash series. Or just friend him on Facebook, Jeff Maxfield, G E O F F M A X F I E L D. And he's got the links up on his Facebook. Give him a look. Cool stuff here. Go find his Kickstarter if this sounds interesting to you. And Jeff, that rounds out roll call. So Scott, for episode 245, anything else? RIP animal. We love you. We miss you. You will live forever in our hearts. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Fig license 2016. And happy toy hunting.
2: Thank you to everyone for listening to episode 245. Hashtag Fig Life. Adios. <laughs>